0: Who is so glad that God is continuing a good work in you? Amen! Amen! Right? Continuing that good work. Amen. You know, we've been doing the reading plan, and we have the Old Testament that we're going through, and how many of you are reading the Old Testament, and you're thinking, God, please help me get it a little bit faster than the Israelites? (laughs) Please, please. (laughs) And so, praise the Lord. So, last week when Pastor John started talking about the way that God speaks to us, I am so grateful that he speaks to us through his word. And, you know, even when uh, you're learning about how does God speak to you in his word, in that still small voice, I remember thinking, well... Lord, how am I going to know what you sound like? You know, how am I going to know what that is like? And so I'm going to read out of John, John 27, 10, John 10, verse 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Right? So anytime that that question came up for me, uh, this verse, being reassured that Lord's gonna make sure that I don't miss His voice. If I really wanna know and hear His voice, He's gonna make sure I don't miss it. So, every time that, that question comes up, I have to say thank you, Lord. I'm your sheep and I know your voice. Amen. So, uh, example of that, uh, so I'm a nurse by trade, and one of the things I have to do is every two years I have to get my special CPR, which is good, nurses should know how to do that. And one time that I had signed up for this class, the day of the class, I find out I am no longer signed up for this class, and it is like going to be expired tomorrow. And I cannot work without that certification. So then I, I start panicking. I call the place, I'm like, why am I not signed up for this class, and they're like, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work out because the way things are set up, your department's not going to be able to pay us through such and such, some technicality, and I'm like, okay, are you sure? Are you sure you can't figure that out? She's like, ooh, yeah, no, it's not going to work out. So I'm in my car, I'm looking up classes, I'm freaking out. Like i'll do anything and nothing that i'm looking out is figuring out in my time frame so then so then i asked god you know and i'm crying at everything because i was like god i need this job and i don't know what i'm doing and that's still small voice so it was not audible but it, he said call her back and ask if you can pay for that class in cash and i'm like lord I think she would have brought that up if that was an option like I'm like no father that's I just gonna think I'm ridiculous I just called her and I already sounded desperate and once again he said it again he said call her back and ask if you can pay for that class in cash and you know then I said okay Lord if this is you then I'm just gonna do it and oh well I call her back And I mention it, hey, you know, is there any chance I can pay for this class in cash? Because it's, you know, this class is starting in like two hours. And she goes, huh, yeah, that should work. And so I'm telling you, whether it's a moment like that or whether God's just wanting to show you something on a daily basis, you hear his voice and he is speaking to you. So how about we all stand up and let's worship our good father. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we get together and lift up your glorious name, Father. Thank you for continuing to speak to us. Thank you that we hear your voice. You direct us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank
1: you, Lord. Yeah, we do believe that you are all and all. You are King of Kings lord of lords your name is above every name lord we fully believe that and we declare today that you are lord you are lord of our lives you are lord of this church you are lord of this valley in jesus name thank you lord you are all and all everything we could ever hope for everything we could ever ask for we thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for revealing Yourself to us and allowing us to be a part of Your family. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen? Amen. 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 I don't want you to greet anybody. I just want you to look at somebody and smile. That's it. Don't start a conversation. After you've smiled, kind of nodded your head a little bit, you can be seated. Thank you. I've got... Uh, I've got the duty of the announcements today, and it's exciting. Um, Brian Eager is up at uh, the church in Pomeroy. Um, for those of you who don't know what Pomeroy is, Pomeroy is a town up by Mora, uh, Minnesota. And a number of months ago now, many, almost probably a year plus ago, Karis uh, University was contacted by that church, and uh, they had... Uh, um, Gone through a series of changes within their church, and uh, they uh, they're looking for a pastor. And so um, at that time, I think uh, I think Justin was the first one to go up and ministered there a number of times. Justin Edwards, uh, he was a part of Caris, was, was a member. He's a graduate of Caris now, and uh, he ministered up there a number of times. And since then, a number of our people have gone up there and ministered, uh, preached there. Uh, uh, Whatever your name is, uh, Tom. Tom, I'll call today's Tom. I'll call him Tom. Tom was up there last week. Uh, Tom and his family were up there last week and and ministered there. And before that, I mean, there's a number of folks who have done that. Well, they have been so blessed by uh, by our folks. Well, this week is is uh, Brian's Brian's uh, trip up, and so he's ministering up there this week. I think you've been up there too. Yeah, uh, you've been up there and. And uh, So a lot of folks have gone up and ministered, and there's kind of a rotation going on, so that's, that's just another way. They're, they're not a part of RVFM, but it's another way that this body is reaching out into the into the valley. I mean that, that uh area is a ways away from the St. Croix, but it's within the fifty miles or a hundred miles in both directions. So definitely within the visionary and just a way to be a blessing to them. And they're a smaller congregation, but they, they love God. And they love the Word and they love the, the 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 faith teaching and grace teaching. And so they uh we've just been able to be a blessing to them. And so that's where Brian is today. He's not uh, you know got his feet up at home taking the, the time off. So I've got the announcements. So I've got a few announcements, and Jim has one in a second, but I'm going to hand this around. That's why I needed a pen. We have a sign-up sheet, because I have a very special announcement this morning that um, Pastor John Moe called me this last week, and he and Julie had been uh, talking. He and Julie's uh, uh, wife had been uh, praying and seeking God now for a number of months, and they said it's time to start praying in New Richmond for New Richmond. And so we've we've set a goal uh, that uh, the church we had there was a church in New Richmond um, that we adopted uh, a few years ago, and uh, um, that church Pastor Jonah Fetzer pastored that up until the Rona hit, and uh, when the when the Rona hit, you know Wisconsin closed down completely, and uh, so uh, they were not able to meet. It was against the law. For the church to meet, okay. Back up, back up. So uh, they uh, quit meeting, and they they were coming here. Remember when we were all on videos about this time last year. Um, the video, uh, we were everything was on video, and we we're so. Pastor Jonah was here, and so on. Well, Wisconsin uh, opened up quicker than Minnesota did, as far as the this the. the uh, the whatever, the, the Supreme Court opened it up quicker, and when they opened up, it happened overnight. Basically, it was on a Tuesday. Uh, we saw it on the news. Jonah says we're having church on Sunday, and but he, you know at that time they were already moving the building in New Richmond, and so they were just they, they were without a building in New Richmond. They were without, and so he said, well, "Why don't you all come up to Saint Croix Falls?" For a service, and until we figure out where we're going to meet and how it's going to meet, well, the church moved to Saint Croix Falls for all intents and purposes. And uh, the longer they were there, like, why would we start up? Why why would we go back to what we had? They, They said it's you know we love it here. So so they have been continuing there, and that that church actually is no longer meeting there in New Richmond. But we have always had it on our heart. Ever since then, I mean, all, all the way through, there is supposed to be a church in New Richmond. There is. There's always. We've always known that it was never a question of whether there should be. It's just how and, and what God's timing is and everything like that. And so, when Pastor John and Julie and their their sons moved up, uh, that was always in the discussion. That they actually uh, rented a house in New Richmond to uh, To hang, you know, to be there and be in that area, and they've been praying up until now, and they just said that it's. And we've talked about it off and on about when to start uh, that church, when to start praying, like we did in Prescott. for those of you who are here, uh, when we began the church in Prescott, we had the um, for months ahead of time. We would go down to Prescott after our service here. We would get done at eleven ish, and uh, we would meet down there at, at one p.m and pray for a couple of hours. And we did that for months. We did it all the way from, I think it was like March, the beginning of March uh, through July. And in July, it was one of, at one of those meetings. We were actually at that time meeting in the park, uh, in Freedom Park. And uh, it was during one of those meetings, the Holy Spirit says, begin the church today. Start the church today. And so we did. We just I stood up and announced the church has begun right now. And uh, everybody cheered and... and uh, Two weeks later, we installed Pastor John Logan and Jen uh, in that church. So they've been the pastors down there, and they're still doing great. The, they, uh, they've grown, like I said earlier, you know, earlier in the year, they've grown since January 1st by a significant number. And they've got kids they, in the children's ministry. It's, it's a blast. They're having a great time. So the, we did that for months, though. We, the For those of you who were there, we started meeting at a bar. Just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> Praise God. It was awesome. We met in the upper room at the bar, and and uh the Muddy Waters Blues Bar. We met upstairs, and we we met up there until they they needed the upstairs because they were starting their concert series. They said you can't, you know, we'd love to have you here, but we can't, you know, we need to use this space. That's when we moved to the parks, and we were there until actually well into the fall Uh, we we met there and the church actually started in the park in freedom park so pretty exciting fun stuff so that was how we that one began um but this week they were like god god spoke to their heart and said begin to pray now in new richmond meet weekly meet meet on a regular basis i should say it that way In New Richmond. And so, what they've asked uh, for us to do is anyone who is interested in hearing when those times are, when it's going to be, where it's going to be, they want to contact people through email. Okay? And so, what they want you, this is, you're not signing up to join the church. Okay? Just, I want to make that clear. You're not signing up to leave. We're not going, oh, your name's on there. See you later. You know, you're gone. Because my name is on there, and I'm not gone. Okay? So, uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to start it over here, and I need to give special instructions because there's one thing I've noticed about handing around something at church. It starts there and gets lost somewhere in there. So what we're going to do, just for everybody who's in charge here, so I'm going to hand it off over here. If you want to put your name down just to get the emails, the information, and so on and so forth... Put your stuff down here. It's name, phone number, and email. I'm going to start it out with Deb. She's going to hand it through that group. George. Raise your hand, George. George is responsible. George is responsible to get it to Jamie. Yes, thank you. George is going to get to Jamie, and then we're going to hand it up through that way. And then in the back, new folks. So, Hi, how you doing? Don't know your name. Don't have to. Uh, you're responsible to hand it over to Diane, right over there. Diane's right over there, and it's going to work its way through. Ushers, if you see a problem, okay, help them out. <laughs> Whoever you know, gets over here gets a little shady over here, you know, just, just if you have trouble, if, it's, if you see it slowing down, and not, or if you see somebody going, you know, help them, or you know, people around them help but we're going to do that if you want information about getting together for prayer uh, because they are they are uh, interim pastoring up at Grandy and, and we don't have an end date for that um, Sunday afternoons just doesn't work cuz i mean they're already up there it's an hour plus hour and a half drive up and an hour and a half drive back and by the time if they have any kind of fellowship up there they don't get home till late so it'll be during the week sometime um, but don't sign, don't not sign up because you think, well, I can't do in the middle of the week. We don't know when it's going to be. They don't know exactly when it's going to be. All this is doing is helping you, helping them to have a, a, a pool of names they can send out a quick email and say, we're meeting at the such and such a place at such and such a time to pray. Amen. And it's good to pray. Yeah, it's good to pray. All right, done with announcements, finally. All right, turn with me real quick, John chapter 10. John chapter 10, begin with verse 22, and I'm going to have to talk fast because I'm not keeping you long. It's gorgeous out there. We're not sticking around longer than we have to. John chapter 10, begin with verse 22. I read this last week, but I want to use it as the, the context of what we're speaking about over the next few weeks. John chapter 10, begin with verse 22, says, At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. God, or Jesus, well, God sent Jesus onto the earth to reveal God to man, to reveal who God is. And Jesus lived for 33 years on the earth. The last three, he was preaching. He was teaching. He was laying hands on the sick. He was raising the dead. He was doing the stuff, and he went around and he preached and he t- and he taught it uh, everywhere. People heard him. People followed him. Uh, crowds followed him. We know at least five thousand men. So five thousand men plus women plus children. There was ten to fifteen to twenty thousand people following him at one time. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. He was out there. He was saying stuff nobody had ever heard before. He was doing stuff people had never seen, or at least hadn't seen it in 400 plus years since the last prophet had been in Israel. Jesus was being Jesus. He was preaching God's word. I mean, John saw the dove. John even said, he's, 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 I can't even touch his sandals. This, you, know, you, think I'm, you think I'm special? This guy's way better. He's, he's the son of God. He's the, and people just went, oh yeah, right, sure. Why? Because he looked like you know one of you, one of your neighbors. He was just a guy. He looked like a guy. But inside, he was all man and he was all God. But he spoke all the time. But why couldn't they believe him? Because they weren't listening. So we started talking last week about hearing the voice of God. And I said last week, this is all the preliminary stuff, I said last week, the most important thing I can ever, ever, ever teach you is to hear how to hear the voice of God. I can't teach you to hear the voice of God. I could just point you in the direction to hear the voice of God. Now, I also said last week that everyone in this room, everyone's watching me by television, everybody's watching by video, by listening by, uh, over the, whatever means we record now, um, every human being, I believe every human being, has heard the voice of God. But not everybody's listening. No, but not everybody recognizes Him. God is always speaking. But whether we're listening is up to us. How to listen, how to know the voice of God, that's something different. How to know the voice of God. I said last week, there are four primary ways. The four primary ways, there's literally as many ways. If I told you every way that, you, that God could speak to you, he'd, he'd do a new one You know that I'd never heard of before. But number one is... Through the Bible, through the Bible, He speaks through His Bible. If you've got a Bible in your hand, He's speaking through that Word. He speaks, and we're going to talk about that in depth today. The second way that He speaks is the still small voice. Somebody mentioned it today. Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? did this. Rebecca. See, I know, I know. But it's just in that spur of the moment. I can't remember people's names. Rebecca said this morning, she goes, God, the still small voice of God. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to talk about that next week. So don't, you know, and the, you know the still small voice. What does that mean? How does that work? Number three is through other people. people God can talk through other people. Kids, your, God can speak through your parents. I know, I know, it's crazy. But they can speak, God speaks through your parents when he when he are you god can speak through your spouse oh no yeah god can think he speaks through other people he can speak through me i know he's used a donkey before of course he can use me god speaks through other people that's the third way and then the fourth is all the other ways there's all kinds of other ways you know, I've, I've, I mean, gave you a quick teaser last week. I can't remember what I said last week. But I've, I've heard the voice of God through cartoons. I'm just telling you. You think, okay, well, that's sacrilegious. No, it's not. God speaks. And sometimes He says stuff, you know, it's like, whoa, that's profound. God, I've seen billboards. You know, I mean, oh, I remember the one I told you, somebody wrote on the back of a car, yeah, with their finger in the dust. I mean, I've heard, I've, I've watched, right now, the way that God is actually speaking to me a lot right now is watching birds. I don't know, just weird. But it says, the heaven declares the glory of God. And the firmament shows His handiwork. When, when we look at nature, when we look at the world, we see the hand of God. We see who God is. There, it's not God. If you're reading in the, the weekly reading hour, the daily reading, remember, don't make any graven image of whatever is above or below or in the earth. Or you know, That's, just, that's a, something God created. But we can recog- recognize God through creation. He speaks all the time. Okay. So, those are the four primary ways. But, bottom line, here's the question. And here starts the new stuff. Here's the question that everybody asks me. Whenever I've talked to anyone about hearing the voice of God, they've always, I would say almost everybody has asked this question, or you're at least thinking it. Ready? Here it is. I'll read your mind. How do I know if it's God or if it's me? Yeah, everybody's nodding. Exactly. How do I know? If, okay, if God's speaking to me and I think I just heard something from God, how do I know if it's Him or if it's me? That is the question when talking about hearing the voice of God. It, because, you know, yes, Jim was talking about somebody heard an audible voice. I know people who have heard an audible voice. So I said last week, it may be because you're not listening. You know, if he's, you know, his, his grandpa at the very early stages needed you know it needed God to break through whatever because he needed him to get saved he needed that family to be saved he needed jim jimmy jimmy to be saved because it's important and then there are times when he may use an audible voice because you need that encouragement it just it happens absolutely but primarily first and foremost he uses the word so there was even a book written. It's actually the very first Christian book I ever read. It's, it's still, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Christian book, but it was the first Christian book. I, other than the Bible, I, when, I got, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, I started reading the Bible you know, over and over just voluminously. But then I also heard about this book because I wanted to hear the voice of God. And I picked up this book, and that book is still available. I found it on Amazon. You can still buy it today. It's called... Is That Really You, God? By Lauren Cunningham. It's a great book. Phenomenal book. Because he wanted to know the voice of God. And it's a whole book describing his his work, his walking through how do you know it's the voice of God. It's phenomenal. Pick it up, read it. It's great. It helped me. It helped me to realize God's always speaking. We just need to be listening. Amen? So, First and foremost, I'm going to give you a lot of answers, and then I'll give you the reasons why. I'll give you the, the background, the Scripture, the verses about why. The, the first thing, why, why do I say that the primary way is that God uses the Bible to speak? It's because the Bible is the standard. The Bible is the standard. The Bible is, I mean, by its own admission, is, is the Word of God. And I'll read those verses here in just a moment. Well, you might say, "Well, wait a second. The Bible is just a book." The Bible is a book that was written by a bunch of old guys in eastern, you know, in Asia, eastern Asia, eastern part of the world, and it was, you know, written over time and they didn't even know each other and blah 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 blah. You're right. It was. But the but those men, those people were moved by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. And so when it was written and when it was compiled, I don't have time I could take you through systematically, and actually I already have. I I was thinking about that yesterday as I was preparing for today and and wanting to get all my uh, ducks in a row and everything, that back in 2014, I did a whole year on doctrine. And one of the very first teachings that I did, and that's still on the website, right? It's still... We can get to it by the website. Maybe Pastor Greg will post it somewhere. We'll get a, a link to it so you can find it. You could listen to when I talked about the Bible. What, 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 how do we know the Bible is true? How do we know the Bible is accurate? How do we know that we can trust it? How do we know that just, it isn't just a compilation of a bunch of different writings that just happen to sound a little bit alike? Bottom line, it's a whole study. People spend their whole lives studying how you can know the Bible is accurate. And I'm just going to say it real quick, the Bible is accurate. It literally is the most accurate ancient book in existence in the earth. And that's not just a Christian saying it, the scholars say it. Yeah, that, we have more copies of the earliest transcripts and the earlier, the, every once in a while they find new transcripts. When we were in, in uh, Israel in, uh, in the spring or in January, we went to Qumran. Qumran is where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's the, it's the earliest copies or handwritten copies of the original texts. And those. Those original handwritten texts, the book of Isaiah, I think they said for the, the oldest copy we had, the Qumran copy was, was it how, how much older? A thousand? Five hundred? It was, it was hundreds of years older than our oldest copy, and the only difference was four words. And the four words were not things that changed doctrine, it was things like it was sunny outside. And somebody wrote, "It was bright outside." I mean, just use—I'm throwing words out there. It's not—it didn't—it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change doctrine. It—it just—it. It, but it, what it showed was even that earlier. This is these are the writings that were written. They are very careful. They were very careful to to copy them down and to write so that we can know that this is what was said. This is what Moses said. This is what uh, J- Joshua said. This is what happened in this date. And when they look in history, they're looking at the they're looking at scripture, and they go, "Well, that can't be true because we know that those dates are blah 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 blah." And then all of a sudden, they find an archaeological find that goes, "No, it actually lines up with the Bible." That happens all the time. So the Bible is trustworthy. If you want to listen to that, it's a, probably an hour plus teaching on systematically how we know that the that the scripture is scripture and I'll just say it there trust me don't trust me it's up to you don't you don't have to even trust me trust the guys who know what they're talking about i just like to listen and you know sound like the guys who know what they're talking about but the bible is the word of god turn to 2 Timothy 3 through the bible <clears throat> which is the standard of the word of God we can hear God's voice. 2 Timothy 3:14 says this. But as for you, this is Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy was going to lead a church. Paul wanted him to have all the stuff he needed to be able to do it right. So he wrote him a whole bunch of he actually wrote him two different books about how to do what, what he was sending him to do. And this was one part of it. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. Now he was talking about the Old Testament, because he's actually writing the New Testament. And I could we could talk about, you know, at the time of, of Jesus, at the time of Paul, they those the, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, the, the law and the prophets. Was that was just that's the word of God. I mean, they were basing their lives on that, and so Paul doesn't change that. Jesus didn't change it. He said, "Not one jot or tittle." That, that I can't remember which is which, but one is the cross on a T, and the other is a dot. You know, not one dot is changed. Jesus says, "I've come to fulfill this, not to change it." And so, as he's uh, as as Paul is writing, he's talking about those Old Testament. Okay? We could talk about New Testament and I get, you know, those those writings are also scripture. But he says, how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know that the Old Testament if all you had was the Old Testament, you could get saved. They did. That's how they got saved. They they read they saw the Old Testament. They saw the, the the prophetic words. They saw the teachings. They saw there's another book, great book called the Scarlet Thread. If you've ever heard that book, write that one down. That's another great book to read. It's called the Scarlet Thread, and it's basically all the times it talks about Jesus in the Old Testament, all the way through. It's powerful. You start reading that and you go, whoa, God is real. There's really a God. This is amazing. But if all you had was that Old Testament, you could get saved. He just said that. Why? Because they're looking at what the scripture said, and then they look at Jesus' life and went, Whoa, he did that. Whoa, he said that. Whoa, he lived that way. Whoa, he was from there. You know, and that's part of, you know, how do we know that Jesus was the Messiah? Because he fulfilled all of the Messiah. Scriptures, all the prophecies, and there were some he couldn't even have. You know, if he tr- was trying to real hard at the end of his life, he couldn't do it because he couldn't say, You know, d- decide who his parents were, where he was born, when he was born, the what was happening at the time. There was a you know a number of them he had no control over, and he fulfilled them all. He fulfilled all every single one of them. He is God. He is the Messiah, and so he says. Uh, through so or make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 16. This is the one you got to circle underline. Yes, you can underline your Bible. Please do. Please make a, mark, you know, write in it. That means you're thinking it, you're you're living in that thing. It can be written up on. Verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. If you want to know what God is saying, read the Bible. Why do you think that's such, been such a big deal to me? It is, it is absolutely paramount that you personally are reading your Bible, reading the Bible, on a regular basis. You know, Jim, sharing about his grandfather. His, his grandfather was in the Word. How? Because you saw his life changed. As you live it, as you are, are living your, your daily in this. Now, does that mean you have to read the Bible every week? No. Does it mean you have to read it? I mean, when I say every week, you read the whole thing through. Every, it's not like a novel where you just got to read it once and go, got it. No. You can read the Bible every single day of your life. I read, I read a little bit. You know that the two-year reading? That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm reading through. Now, I've done it. Multiple, multiple times. And there's times when I'm reading other stuff other than our reading also. And I'm listening to it. Sometimes I pop my earbud in and I'm listening to it while I'm doing something. I'm always, I want to be in the Word because I need to know what God's saying. And I can trust this. Because there's a lot of voices in the world. There's a lot of people saying things. I just heard about some talking head on the news this week that says we need to let people know that Jesus was not a white carpenter. Does it really stinking matter? (laughs) Who gave him authority? I mean, here's this person trying to sound like they know something about the Bible. They know nothing. Number one, because they don't know him. I mean, I had a college professor. I took a, I took a Bible class for one hour in college who was using the Bible, and I've used this story before. I won't tell you the whole thing, but it was a, it was the class was the Bible as literature. And his first, one of his first statements out of his mouth was, well, we can't actually take it as truth. I was like, I want to transfer. Why am I, I'm not going to waste my time. They don't even know Him. They can read it and they can maybe even memorize it. But if it's not in them, if, it's not, if they don't believe in the One who wrote it, it doesn't matter. But we know. We know that is true. The Bible is true. I stake my life on it. I, absolutely, I stake my eternity. Even more important than my life, I stake my eternity on that is true. Every bit of it. Even the parts I don't like. What do you mean? There's parts of the Bible you don't like? Yeah, because they hold me accountable. They mess with me. They convict me. I don't have to uh, like it. I just have to believe it and and act upon it. And then I find out the more I act upon it, the more I like it. There's been things where the Bible showed a part of the light on me. We're going to read a verse in a second that your word is a lamp unto my life. There's, there's times when that light shines on a parrot and it goes you know, and starts to squirm and run away. And yeah. and you, you, know, you want to go, "Oh, don't look at that," and it's like, "No, wait a second. Yeah, burn that dog, you know, Just <laughs> Finish it off. Let's go. Sooner the better. Is she squirming over there? Yes. All right. Talia's? Wow! It's hereditary. Alright. <laughs> the Word of God. The Bible. So now the Old Testament, now the New Testament. It is the Word of God. It, it is sacred. It, it is truth. It is life. The more you get it in you, the more you'll know Him. But as, as important, the more you'll recognize Him. Because like I say there's all kinds of voices. All kinds. I had voices in my head yesterday. Thinking, well, this is the way life is. This is who you are. This is the way you think, blah blah blah. And I and I just uh, yesterday morning, Brian was we did the, you know, he did the uh, release the freak and it was awesome. Unleash. That's it. Unleash. Did I put it wrong on the Facebook too? Yep. Unleash. <laughs> <laughs> unleash the freak. The freak has been unleashed. I can't remember what I was going to say now. It has something to do with the Word of God. It was good. It was really good. Huh? I know. Forget about it. I'm moving on. Voices in my head. Yeah, I don't know where I was going. That messed me up. You just left it as release the freak. i would have been fine. Okay. Psalm ninety one nineteen. Go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119.103. We have to get to the point where the Word of God is absolutely precious to us because the more you listen to the Word of God, the more you listen to His Word, the more it, it becomes a part of you. And you, it, it, it's powerful and effective. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. But even in the Old Testament, in uh, Psalm 119, David wrote, verse 103, How sweet are your words to my taste! Sweeter than Honey! To my mouth, though your precept, through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate false ways. It is a standard, so that when the the false way comes, and the false way comes all the time, there's always a false report. There's always a false, you know, that you don't measure up, that you don't get to have what God says. You can't be this, or you can't go there, or you can't whatever. You're sick, and you're going to die, and you're going. The word says. He has given us life and life more abundantly. And there's a war that goes on in us, especially right here, That if it's, you know, which one are you going to believe? The thing is, if you don't have the Word of God in here, if you don't have it in here, the other voice is going to win. Because it's the only voice that you'll listen to. It's the only voice you have to listen to. Now praise God. That's why, even as a small child, you know, praise God, the word gets into the kids, gets into the kids, gets into the kids. They might walk away for a time, and I believe they don't have to. You don't have to walk away from God. I, you know, the best, the greatest testimony I have ever heard in my life was I got saved when I was a child, and I've never walked away from God. Yeah, yeah. This one of the kids, actually, the guy that introduced Debbie to me. This kid was a mess, okay? This kid was he was he was he was actually at the age of 16, his parents had kicked him out, he was living on the street. And through that, he was a drug addict, he was an alcoholic, I mean the kid was absolutely messed up. And one day, you know, he's a part of our our youth group, the, the Youth for Christ that I was working with at the time. He introduced me to Debbie, and I was talking to him one day, and I said, Hey, how did you get saved? And he goes, That's a really good story. He says, I was I went to the to a meeting, I wasn't saved. And he says, I know who I am. And I, you know, I was living the life I was living. And the guy got up to speak and he said, and I know the guy who, who got up and speak. His name was Scott. Scott got up and he says, here's the deal. I grew up in a Christian home. I got saved. when I, I he says, I, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church. My parents always took me to church. I always went to youth group. I always went, he says, I, I've lived my life. I've never done this. I've never done that. I've never done this. And he says, but I needed Jesus in my life. I needed to be saved. And Corey, Corey was the guy that introduced us says so he looked at the guy and he says, If he needed to get saved, I need to get saved. <laughs> That's a powerful testimony. You don't ever that that to me is the most powerful. You've lived it your whole life. Never had to taste that junk. You don't have to deal with the old junk. How many wish you didn't have to deal with the old junk? Exactly. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through your precepts I gain understanding, or get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word, this is that place where sorry, I was talking about the lamp, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Got to, we're living in a dark world. It's always been a dark world. If you talk to, to Jim's grandfather, it was a dark world back then. Before his, his great-grandfather, it was a dark world back then. We need light, and where does that true light come from? The Word of God. That trust that doesn't change. It has not changed in probably four thousand years. It hasn't changed. It's still the Word of God. It still points to Him. He's the light of the world. Jesus in John one one is called the Word of God. The Word of God. Week's week, you know, I don't have my paper, I don't use paper Bibles anymore. I use on, everything's on a computer, but it'd be good to have one just for a, a that Bible is Word. We call it, I I call it the Word all the time. Let's, Let's open the Word. Let's, you know, read the Word. Well, that Word is the Word of God. But Jesus is also called the Word of God. John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the word came and dwelt among us. That word, he, he came because, you know, yes, we have the whole Old Testament, but now we need to see God. And he came, and everything that he did, every word that he spoke, every, every bit, every, everything he did in his life was describing who God is. And that word is a light. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path because there's a lot of potholes out there. There's a lot of cliffs, but John one one. Actually, I just read it. I just quoted it. John one one. Jesus is the Word. All right. So when Jesus speaks, when we read in the Bible anything that Jesus says, how many of you still have a red letter Bible? Red letter Bible. That's right. Even my on my uh, on my Bible, I, I turn on the red letters because I want to see the red letters are the words that Jesus actually spoke. Everything else is where it tells the story about or somebody else said or whatever. But if you, read, if you read the red letters, you're hearing the very words that Jesus spoke. And how do we know it's the very words? Okay, it might be a little bit different here and there, but we have four different versions of, of Jesus walking on the earth. And every one of them tells the same story. And most of them, almost every time, it, t- it tells you the very words that He spoke. He actually said those things. If you want to hear us a whole sermon that Jesus preached one time, go to the Beatitudes. Go to Matthew. Because that's a sermon that He preached. One day I was like, God, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear a sermon that Jesus preached. And He goes, Matthew? John? Oh, yeah, okay. There it is. It's the very words He spoke. And, and, and when He speaks, who else are you hearing? You're hearing the Father. When Jesus speaks, you're, you're also hearing God. Turn to John 12. John 12.44. 12, John 12.44. When you hear Jesus speaking, you hear the voice of God. John 12.44. says, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in Me, believes not in Me, but in Him who sent Me. And whoever sees Me, sees Him who sent Me. I have come into the world as a light. Here's that light again. So that whoever believes in Me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears My words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come into the world, world, but to save the world." The one who rejects me does not receive my words. Does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So the word is what's powerful. It's what he spoke. It's how he lived. It's what he did. That's what will be judged. Do you believe that Jesus is the the Messiah? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe it? Why do you do that? Because you've read it enough to go, "Yep, that's who he is. That's what this is. It's his word. It's not my opinion." If you're looking for some preacher's opinion, you're basing this on the wrong thing. Now, I may be talking about Jesus. I do talk about Jesus. But if you're, you know, remember what happened when, when uh, Jesus, was, or when those guys were, what Paul was walking along, and and there was some guys who said, "Hey, we want to cast out demons like Paul does." And they said, and so they went out and they cast out some demons, and they, or they tried to cast out some demons in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the demon came out, demons came out, beat him up, and said, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, but who are you? Why? Because they, they believed what somebody else said, not who they were, who God had created them to be. It's, there's power in this. The one who rejects Me and does not receive My words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on My own authority, but the Father who sent Me has Himself giving Me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that His commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told Me. He didn't mess around. He didn't, he didn't just say whatever He wanted to say. He said what the Father told Him to say. So when you hear the words of Jesus from right there in the Bible, you're hearing God's voice. When He says, unless a man be born again, he will not enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That means you have to change. You, and, and there is no other name under heaven by which men may be saved. It's, all, it's through Jesus. That's not my opinion. That's the Word of God. I've had somebody tell me. They said, you're, you're really narrow-minded. You, you're, saying, you're saying that nobody, you know, not everybody's going to heaven. No, they're not. Well, they're a nice person. It's not about being nice. I'm not always a nice person, and I'm still going to heaven. That, wait a second. Wait a second. No. because going going Eternity with God is not based on whether I'm nice or not. It's about what Jesus Christ did on that cross. That's what I'm putting. Now, I better change and grow up and knock it off and be nice. But that's not what gets me in or not. And those are the words of God. That's what Jesus said. One last verse, series of verses. John 14.23, and I'm going to do it in a minute. I'm going to get it done. John 14.23, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things." And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace. When when Jim said God spoke to him, or he heard it, God spoke to him in a still small voice and said, "You can have my peace." I just started to chuckle to myself. That's the Holy Ghost. He heard the voice of God. I was just smiling because I knew where I was headed today. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When He speaks, when the Holy Spirit speaks, when Jesus speaks, when you're reading the Bible, it should bring peace. It should bring one of two things. One is conviction, and the other is peace. Conviction is not condemnation, because even conviction can have peace. I know when I'm wrong. I know when I've messed up. I know when I'm not living right, when I'm not thinking right. And in the Holy Spirit, I see it in the Word and go, oh man, I'm so sorry. But in that, there's peace, because, you know, the Bible also says, that if you're a son, if you're a daughter of His, He will chastise you. He'll sort you out. And if you're not being sorted out, you're not one of His. If you're living in, in sin and you're having no trouble with it, that's what the Word says. Conviction is a good thing. But the voice of God brings peace. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Jesus said, I give you my peace. Let's all stand. He speaks through his word. Get in the word. Get in the word. Be in his word. Be in the read the Bible. How many times should I read the Bible? When you've read the Bible more times than my wife, you should read it twice as much. She's read the Bible more than me, just so you know. She hates it when I bring that part up, but it's it's a it's a great if you know Debbie and you know what kind of person she is, what kind of a, a woman she is. That's because of the Word of God. I'd hate to have seen what she would have been like without the Word of God. <laughs> you knew I couldn't just keep it nice, did you? I'm sorry. But it's because the Word is what changes you. Be in the Word. Be in the Word. Yeah, but it convicts me. Good! Shine it on you more! More light! More light. Burn that out of you. More truth, more life. Because when when that stuff is gone, your life is awesome. Peace. Father, we do thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, that You're speaking to us and that this week, every single person hears Your voice this week. Thank You, Lord. And, And I just thank You, Father, that You love us so much that You won't let us alone. That You just keep following us, keep seeking. Your heart is for us. Help us to get there, Lord. Help us. Give us the grace, each and every one of us, to have the grace to get there and to stay there in Jesus' name.